Hi, I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to Friends with Elephants. A show for the cool nerd in you. Welcome to week six. Is it six? Six. Oh my god. Yeah, this is like... You know what? For for television, like, this is a half a season. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's right. Like, if we were an HBO show, (gasps) we should have our own HBO show. We would do the best of being an HBO show. We're clearly getting ahead of ourselves. Obviously, if we were having our own HBO show, we would have to do this naked. And welcome to (laughs) Network TV. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Speaking of Network TV... Mary do ditch. I love it. So what is on tap this time for Mary do ditch? Well, I'm thinking we do seniors 65 plus in Hollywood. I like that. Yeah, I think so too. Now they can't be dead or anything like that. They actually have to still be living. So I'm going with, for you, 84 year old Sean Connery, (laughs) 75. Seven-year-old Jack Nicholson, who I know you think is better than Heath Ledger in the Joker role. Yes. And 75-year-old Ian McKellen from your beloved Hobbit series. He is incredible. I mean, I can't speak poorly of Gandalf because he appeared in Lord of the Rings as well. And and Ian McKellen is amazing. He He's a Sir Ian McKellen. Sir Ian McKellen. I'm oh, marrying see? him, obviously. Okay, all right. Yeah. I want to marry the knight. Would you be a dame if you married him? Is that what that is that the female version of Sir? I think so. I like that Dame Dame Judy Dench. That's yes. a thing. So you would okay. So you'd marry Ian McKellen and yeah. become a Dame. I would absolutely. But why? Why is that it? Is that the only reason? Because he's a Sir. Well, also he's so tall. But is height what draws you to a man? I do like tall. If you're above five ten, you're tall average, and then above six feet is tall. Okay. Well, obviously, I'm going to do Jack Nicholson. Have you seen Jack Nicholson recently? He's super sexy. He is super fat. So what? A little bit of chunkage (laughs) around. He was so badass. The Shining. I mean, come on. He would be terrifying in a really good way. Oh, my God. I don't even want to know. So you're ditching Sean Connery. I've never been that into Sean Connery. His accent... It doesn't do it for me. I know that, like, everyone in the world is so into him. I don't get it. I don't see it. I would do Sean Connery out of the bunch. Ugh. Just so that I could say I did James Bond. There are better James Bonds. But to many people, he is the Bond. But there are other ones that I would say are up there. But, like, as an actor, he's definitely lower on that scale. I'm marrying Ian McKellen because Ian McKellen is gay, and I think he would make a lovely home for us. He's gay? He is. Aww. And I think he would just naturally fit the role of being in a relationship with another man. I don't think there'd be any awkwardness. I think that would be lovely. And so in that case, I'm ditching Fatty McNicholson. <laughs> <laughs> for you, I have Barbara Streisand, who is 73 years old and looking fabulous. Okay. Raquel Welch. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. She's 75 and still also super hot. And one of my favorites, I did I did consider Dame Judy Dench, but I think since you did a sir, I'm not going to do a dame. Ellen Bernstein, who is 83 years old. Oh, and I love her acting. I know. She's so good. And she's so cute. That little face of hers, her nose. I really like her nose. 
I'm sorry, Ellen, I have to ditch you because I'm marrying Babs. Yeah. Because she's 73 and just that Barbara Streisand money. She also. I'm going to come into that. She looks like she's 50 something. I know. And she's wonderful. She's hilarious, actually. She will sing for you. I know. So I. Yeah. So I'll go with Streisand. Plus, I feel like because I'm not Jewish, she'll Mm -hmm. impart a lot of that Jewishness on me. Mm -hmm. And I'll eat well for a while. So Mary Babs. (laughs) And what about you? Um, I'm also going to marry Babs, uh, partly just because I think she's lovely and amazing and, and for her character and meet the parents. Ooh, yes. I do kind of want to do Ellen, but, but Raquel Welch is Raquel Welch. She's Raquel Welch. I, I, I even looked up, I had to look up some pictures. Stunning Raquel Welch. I know. Oh, Her body is, and her, and she's a redhead. Who doesn't like a good redhead? Everybody I know who's a lovely human being, redhead. Yeah. That's me and his SO, <laughs> FYI. Hi, Becky. <laughs> and so you're ditching Ellen, just like me. I am. That's two weeks in a row that I copied you. You know what? I'm okay with that. It just means I have great taste. <laughs> Ella, friends, I've got some bad news. There was some huge comic book news this week that I know is going to hit you just as hard as it hit me. IDW Comics has officially killed one of the Ninja Turtles. Can we get some sad music? I think we need like... Yeah. Yeah. I think we need like a, a just a moment of sad music silence. So last week, Donatello, both of our favorite Ninja Turtles... I know, he's the best! Was killed by Bebop and Rocksteady. Which seemed not fitting. Oh, that's totally fitting. No, but like, why not so Shredder? Awful. It should have been, like... No, it needed to be somebody low so that the rest of the ranger, uh, the Rangers... Ugh! The rest of the Turtles can attack, and maybe somebody will die. More so than Donatello. Like, maybe, like, they'll kill people now. It's still a com- uh, comics do have death. Comics are pretty, but this dark. is a children's comic, so they it tend was, to be. It was. I was shocked that that but was the, ever even a the thing. The original series wasn't children's. It was very dark, and this new series is also very dark. It's not the Archie's comics that are based off of the old cartoon show. With this conversation between Ivana and I, led to a very interesting nerd battle. Yes, it did. The Ninja Turtles versus a Power Rangers? Yeah. I don't even get this. How do you not get it? The Ninja Turtles are not. You know what? I've never been that big into Ninja Turtles. They're kind of boring. What are you talking about? They're boring. They're ninjas. They're teenagers. They love pizza and kicking ass. They are fantastic. They're stuck in a sewer. They're really boring. The Power Rangers have real lives. They're going to school. They're trying to save the environment. They're amazing. And they're kitschy. Every episode is the same exact episode. You have a guy who Rita has thrown to Earth. And you've got some gray things to fight and beat up. (gasps) Once you've beaten those guys up, you're going to have to morph. Then you morph. (gasps) Then what? Let's get into our... First of all, the morphing is freaking amazing.
thing. So you've got samurai, super-powered teenagers in crazy cool suits who are fighting these crazy weird monsters that are always done, like, well, at least the ones that I watched, they were like, oh, what's that called? Where it's a real suit and a real human and not CGI? It's a costume. It's, it's like a... It's, it's an, like puppetry and costumes. Yeah, it's puppetry and costumes, which I love. And then they fight them, and then they go into their suits, and it's suddenly like... Transformers. And then now we've got and then, Transformer here, fighting. I'm gonna, I'm robot gonna, battles. Now the Zords come because this thing's now enormous. Yeah. They amalgamate. Yes. And now it's Godzilla fighting a giant robot at the end of every episode. And you know what? It is so amazing that I'm happy to watch it over and over again. Did you know the voice of Shredder is by Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince? I did know that. And you know what? I think Uncle Phil is less exciting than Brian Cranston. What? Brian Cranston, like Walter White, the legendary actor, voiced two of the villains in Power Rangers. Which villains? I don't know. You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can't even name which characters those are. Shredder is the main bad guy. But let's not even talk about the... the old TV show that is beloved by millions of people and sparked a huge phenomenon. Five movies. How many Power Rangers movies were actually good? Well, there were two Power Rangers movies, but the Power Rangers, unlike Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that I would say went into movies without any reason to be going into the movies with the exception of the first one, which was awesome. The Power Rangers knows its niche. It is a TV show, and it has been on the air. I checked this out on Wikipedia. It's been on the air literally from 1993 until now. So is Ninja Turtles. Five different variations. And I know there's been some bad Power Rangers. There's also been some bad Ninja Turtles. But right now, Ninja Turtles is still on the air. So is Power Rangers. And it's kind of awesome. Well, I'm looking at nine... 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. I mean, the yeah, reboots of Power Rangers, 22 television series. You can't count a, a, a series that has a star for a helmet. Yes, you can. No, you can't. There is nothing or the, wrong. Or a giant rectangle or octagon. Is the, the V shape is pretty cool. The V shape is insane. It's pretty what, cool. What if he's a little bit too tall for that helmet? Now he can't see. Origins of the Ninja Turtles are so much cooler. You have these little pet turtles who fall down the sewer with some mutagen. All of a sudden, they grow. They talk. They're taught ninjutsu by a rat. Boring. How is that boring? That's so neat. I want the interpersonal. I want interpersonal relationships and love stories. You can't have interpersonal relationships with Alpha, a robot, and Zoron or Zordon, Uh, the freaking floating head. We are talking about five teenagers who are also different sexes, so you can have romantic relationships and same-sex relationships. It can go all the different ways. They go to school. They're in high school. They have to juggle two lives. This is entertaining to me. Just being a Ninja Turtle, you only have one life to contend with. It's not that interesting. In what world is Casey Jones and April O'Neil's love story not better than Tommy and Kimberly. It's so cheesy. It's amazing. <laughs> you cannot discount the cheese factor. It was super cheese. I'm not saying that Ninja Turtles wasn't without its own cheese. There were scenes where you're like, um, 
Did they even add an arm to that Ninja Turtle? But at least you had this progressing story over the years and beloved characters. You have the Power Rangers who are just interchangeable all the time. You name me a Power Ranger after Tommy left and I'll be amazed. Me, Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, Okay, because it's a totally different thing. That is a show that is animated. The characters can live forever. You cannot compare that to real human television shows. Because, for example, people get older and then they can't. But... Can you explain to me this with Fan fiction? Do you not... Okay, we watched... Today, the greatest unauthorized fan fiction movie ever. And guess who, what was it about? What was it about? Oh, yes, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers when they grew up. Listen, just because it had James Vanderbeek and Katie Sackhoff, yeah, that's awesome. I understand that that's awesome. James Vanderbeek might be the greatest actor ever. I need you to explain something to me about Power Rangers. Yeah. Why did they have to be teenagers? Why? Because when I was a kid... Teenagers was as old as they could be for me to be like, cool. That's a lame excuse. Buffy was a teenager. Until she was an adult, and the show was still awesome. Firefly used a Power Rangers set, and that makes it awesome. They did not. They so did. You freaking lie. I'm not even. Oh my god. And Firefly is amazing, and therefore that totally should win. I mean, come on, repurposing Listen, the repurposed set? I'm not sets? conceding. But that's kind of awesome. <laughs> so what do you think? Is it Power Rangers or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles who takes this one? And which one do you like better? And tell us why. I read an amazing article this week about the driverless car. Oh, yeah. That's coming out soon. Hopefully. I mean, it's legal in Arizona. You can officially drive a driverless car. All right. So driverless car, you, you're you in. You're going to oh go Oh, my out. God. I am so in. Like, I, I refuse to get rid of my car until there is a driverless car option. I mean, I'm going to try it, but you're saying you're 100% on board with, like, letting it do it all the time? A hundred percent on board. I will never drive again, and it will be the most glorious day. You trust the machine more than you trust yourself behind the wheel of a car. A hundred and ten percent. Well, think about it this way. If I got into a plane and I noticed there was no pilot, I'd be like, no, I can't do this. Why not? I mean, drones, we've, we use drones all the time. It happens. It's but not- nobody's in the drone. Tell me why you think that letting a machine, because this is, a, let's get down to the bare brass of this. You're letting the machines win here a little bit. Uh, no, I'm winning. I'm winning my life back. Do you know how awful driving is and commuting is? It's the worst. We live in Toronto and it takes like forever to get anywhere. And I do TTC a lot. As do you. I do all the time. But we also drive on occasion, and that also blows. And and traffic sucks, and there's so many better things I can do with my life. I can read books. I can talk to people. I can play games. I can write. I can do a whole bunch of things with my life that isn't driving. Driving is like the biggest colossal waste of time. I'm just a little nervous that while you're doing all your games and everything like that, what if there's a malfunction? What if the machine is not 100% just like your computer isn't always 100%. Well, there have been Google driverless cars and the Tesla driverless car. There has not been one accident. Actually, that's not true. There was one accident with the Google driverless car, and it was when a human took over. Are you going to miss driving? No, I hate driving. No, like, 
actually the feel of driving, even if there's nobody on the road. I really don't see. I mean, okay, the one drawback of a driverless car is that it won't speed. It'll never get you somewhere with urgency. You know what? Let me toss it out this way. How many cameras does a human have? Usually one on them. No, like, I mean, like, if you were, if it was you or the car. I don't understand. Like, your eyeballs are your cameras. Oh, I have two eyeballs. And they're only facing? Out the window. Front ways. Yes. Okay, but the driverless car has cameras in all the ways. And has, and they don't even blink. And they can't look off the road. These are all really, really good points. I need a little bit more. Like, I know there's a ton of accidents every year. Do you got any numbers to back that up or anything like that? I do. I have some numbers. Of course you do. You're always prepared. About 12 people per 100,000 die every year in car accidents. Oh my God. So for every 100,000 people in the States, 12 die every year. And that's actually, and they're like safe drivers. Oh, these aren't like reckless people. Well, no, no, no. I'm sure they're reckless people, (laughs) but like the, as a country, they're considered safe. Because in India, it's 20 per 100,000 people die every year. And they've got a lot more people on the A lot more people on the roads, too. Yep. And then then there's, like, the people, the countries that are, like, the worst at driving. Thailand, Libya, Dominican Republic, and Eritrea. 40 people per 100,000 die every single year. It's insane to me that that many people die. All right, so I think uh, I think you may have sold me on the uh, driverless car only because I really want to sit in the back and do whatever. You can make out. Oh my oh, god! Wow. Okay. You can have All right. sex. People of Earth, you can have sex in your driverless car as it's driving as you it's places, driving, and you will not cause an accident. Think of limousines, and oh, I'm getting excited for this now. Think of party trucks. I love the future. It's gonna be good. Last week, we asked for a suggestion for a movie, and you guys did not disappoint. You sent in a whole bunch of suggestions. Thank you guys so much. It means the world to us. Yeah. Um, we, we went with Chuck's suggestion, The Kingsman, which is a movie that neither Ivana and I have seen. Uh, it's in theaters right now. Crazy action movie with Colin Firth. I cannot wait to see this movie. I am so glad that this was the suggestion. Me too. I, this has been on my to-watch list since the reviews came out, which were very positive. So Chuck Ex- knows what he's talking extremely about. Extremely positive. <laughs> so what we want you to do is we want you guys to go out and see that movie. Yeah. Next Monday, we're going to talk about what we thought of The Kingsman. And you'll have a chance to listen in. And we're giving you kind of a, a heads up that we're doing this. And you can kind of send in anything that you want to us, tweet us, email us, whatever, and we will read what you send in to us. That's actually a really good idea. Hadn't even thought about it, didn't even talk about it. Great idea. <laughs> Amazing. Now, I've been watching quite a bit of Arrow lately. Uh, just like I've been watching quite a bit of Flash <laughs> since you introduced <laughs> me right. to it. <laughs> That's right. And something happened today. Stephen Amell kind of broke my heart a little bit in a good way. Like, just melted. Melted my heart is what I meant to say. Yeah, I I think definitely he didn't break your heart. He melted your heart. He melted Or maybe he burrowed into your heart and dug out a little piece for himself. Oh my gosh, you know what he actually did? Let's talk about what Stephen Amell did. Okay, so Stephen Amell got an email from Natalie, who's turning 12. An adorable 12-year-old fan. Oh my gosh. From her parents 
that said, oh my gosh, Natalie loves you. Her birthday's coming up. He got an invite, I think. Would you please like to come to the party? Yeah. Stephen Amell, being the gentleman that he is, couldn't attend the party, but sent with him regrets in the form of a video. Take a listen to this. Hello. Happy birthday, Natalie. I hear through the grapevine, well, as a matter of fact, through your mom, that you're having a 12th birthday party right now. And I was, I was very nice to invite And if I wasn't working, I'm actually in a hotel room right now in Vancouver. And I'm shooting until probably the day of your birthday party. We're going to shoot until around 7 a.m. in Vancouver. I remember my 12th birthday party. I think it was themed around wrestling. It was a big wrestling Anyway, I thought the invitation for your party was awesome. Uh, you looked great. I'm glad you're a fan of the show. And I hope that you and all of your friends have a fantastic birthday. If you don't, you will have failed this city. <laughs> Happy birthday. All the best to your parents. Enjoy. I mean, that might be one of the most adorable things I have seen. That girl is... Oh, my gosh. Uh, she's crying. Like, she's so excited. She excited me a little bit to the <laughs> point where, you know what? I may have a little bromance now with Mr. Stephen Amell. The thing is... He's so your type. I'm not even surprised. The thing is... Jay has a type. I have a bromance type. <laughs> it's true. I really, really care about actors and find them attractive oh this is ridiculous find them attractive when they do nice things in the world so where i always have loved chris evans when he went to the seattle hospital trust as captain america that was adorable that was like oh you know all that actually sudden, made me not hate him so much my bromance kicked in a little bit more and who's there sit sitting next to him chris pratt dressed as star lord Chris Pratt, you're on my list now. Chris Pratt, I feel like, is on everyone's list, which is partly why he's not on mine. He's too popular. I, it got me to thinking, oh my God, I have a lot of same-sex crushes in Hollywood. <laughs> so I want to know, do you have any same-sex crushes in Hollywood? Does your bromance grow? Or your or my romance, romance. Does it Is that grow? Girlmance? I want to call it a gromance. Gromance. Does it grow because... Chickmance. No, you don't want to be called a chick. What what do girls call each other? Girls. So gromance. I like gromance. That's a good one. Does it grow when they do wonderful things in the world? It it does, but I think like I I, I get it from their personalities, just like the way that they are. So I have three as well. Okay. Number one is the mother confessor herself. Oh, God. Legend of the Seeker. Bridget Reagan. She's incredible. Guys, that may go over your head. It was a, I think it was a CW show on Saturdays. You know, I don't even know where it was because I watched it all on Netflix. And, and then I wa read all of the books. Well, is there something newer that people would know her by? Yes. She is in Jane the Virgin. And she oh. has red hair, which is her natural color in Jane the Virgin. I also have a type. You do like your redheads. I do. And and she's also in Agent Carter. She's the bad guy or bad girl in Agent Carter. <gasps> okay. See, now that totally makes sense. Love her. I love her work. I love everything about her. All right. Well, who's number two? Um, Zoe Deschanel. She's like the cutest thing on earth. I wish that I was her. Aww. <laughs> 
<laughs> so New Girl gets gets you every time then. Every week. I was really upset. I New Girl almost lost me as a fan when she broke up with um Turtle Face dude. What's his character's name? Turtle Face. Yeah, they call him Turtle Face. Nick. So when she and Nick broke up, my heart was so upset that I actually like couldn't forgive the show for almost a whole se- the rest <sighs> of the season. But she's not a redhead. No, she's not, but I feel like she has the the inner soul of a redhead. So you don't really have a type with with your ladies unless who's your third? Allison Hannigan. Redhead. <laughs> <laughs> and and she she just got me as Willow. Like as Willow, she was the coolest. She was just an incredible girl and I just loved everything about her. And then when she was in How I Met Your Mother, she just became even more cool. And the fact is that she's married to um Wesley, Wesley. Wyndham Price. Yes, so she married Wesley, and they're still together, and, like, they're just adorable, and I just think she's incredible. I approve of your same-sex crushes. I approve mostly of your same-sex crushes. Which one don't you approve of? Well, you know how... Well, you're actually making me... Because you talk about him incessantly. (laughs) You're making me get a little bit more love for... Chris Evans? Chris Evans. Aw. He's gonna be so good in Captain America! And and now I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch a bunch more of his movies to give him a chance. You better. Okay, so what do we have this week for Advice Corner? Well, I you know what? I want to give our listeners a break for a week. I actually have a question. What makes a good friend? I was talking about this a couple days ago and the people in your life when you're a kid, it's a very different friendship than when you grow up and you're an adult. Over the stages of your life, what exactly makes a good friend? Okay, well, let's let's split it off into a few segments. Let's go puberty and under. Okay, so before you turn, like, 13? 13, 14, yeah. Okay. Before high school. Okay. That friend is someone who plays with you and who doesn't make fun of you. And he's generally just there because he wants a friend, too. Yeah, and, like, you just hang out together and you play games and all of that kind of stuff. I think it's just that simple. I think it's just companionship. Yeah, I think when you're a kid, you just want to be with other kids. So you go over to the neighbor's house. And even if the neighbor's somewhat mean to you a little bit or you guys fight or whatever, you always want that. I mean, kids were, kids were cruel. I don't know if it was the same for you growing up in... Uh, oh, for sure. In Serbia. Like, all of my memories of friends were here. And they were cruel because I was the foreigner. Right. Did you have a little child accent? Yeah, I did. Amazing. <laughs> I don't know when it went away. Okay, so that's before puberty. You just kind of want companionship. Okay, so you get a little bit older. You're in high school now. Okay, so high school, I think, is where friendship kicks it up a notch. And I think that that friendship is about communication and secrets. Secrets? Interesting. What Be- do you mean by that? Well, like, if you have a crush on someone or... If you don't like a teacher or if you're failing a class or something, I think like high school is all about knowing that you can trust someone and it's proven by the fact that they would keep your secrets. That makes sense because when I was in high school, we had our little boys club, the five of us, 
And there were actually some people in that boys club that I didn't trust with my secrets. Mm-hmm. You usually just have like one or two best friends that you trust with that stuff, but you all hang around each other. Yeah, like you're, you can be friendly and like companionship I think is still a part of it, but I think suddenly your friendship grows to the next level and that's talking about those inner thoughts that you wouldn't share with everybody. And do you still have friends from high school? You know, not that many. A few, yeah, um, but not very many. I didn't. Yeah, I lost a lot of friends from high school as well. And now in the world of Facebook, of course, they're hanging around on social media. Mm-hmm. And some of them I genuinely like having conversations with. Did you ever find, I don't know about you, but like in high school, I really didn't feel like I belonged. Oh, I was bullied constantly. Yes. You were bullied. That's right, Ella friends. I was super bullied. No. People were mean to me. I was the geek who liked movies. And I never got a date while. Actually, in I never got a date from that school. What? I had to always go to other schools to find people who liked me. No. Because people at my school thought I was a nerd. I Although it was kind of hard when I was younger, once I got older, I decided that I would fake being confident. And that goes a long way in high school, I think. I think so. So I, I didn't have too many issues in terms of being bullied or anything like that. But I just never felt like I could fully belong or fully be myself. And I had really great people, that, and, and some of them are still my very close friends, but not a lot of them. And I would say as a general rule, I I felt lonely a lot in high school. I couldn't figure out how to be, I don't want to say normal because I was normal for me, but I couldn't figure out a way to be like everybody else and fade into the background. I always felt awkward Mm -hmm. and I always felt like I can't change who I am, even though I would really want to. I had a very hard time trying to change that. So I didn't. And I was me all the time. And that's what got me in high school bullied and teased and beat up sometimes and lunch money stolen sometimes. Until senior year, uh, it wasn't the best time for me. Yeah, I I would kind of have that sentiment. I I had friends, but a lot of it felt... Very, like, face value. I feel like you grab, you gravitate to people in high school literally for survival. Yeah. And if what you like is all the geeky stuff that I used to like in high school, well, that's cool now. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all those comic books I read in high school back then wasn't cool. So you, you're in a different age where the Avengers and Captain America and Iron Man and Batman, these are the new awesome things. So even if you are feeling and you're in high school, like you're the odd man out, something amazing happens after high school and when you go to college. College friendships are all about maximum and pleasure. Absolutely. And it doesn't have, like, not even like physical pleasure, but like enjoying talking to one another about interesting subjects, enjoying nerding out about things, enjoying drinking, enjoying, enjoying the fact that you have all this freedom without any responsibility. If you're in high school right now and you feel unaccepted, Go to college. When you get to college, there's no greater feeling of the level of acceptance that you get after your first year. I I mean, it's incredible. I I have been so lucky that, like, most of my closest friends are the people that I met in college. And I think that they will continue to be so until I die. What are the things that happen in college that make them good friends? My closest friend from college, he and I really enjoyed the same interests. 
He and I enjoyed talking about cinema. We both pushed each other to be better. In We were in radio broadcasting, and we both really pushed each other to be as great as we possibly could in radio broadcasting. And when I graduated with honors, as did he, I really felt that sense of accomplishment because we did that together and pushed each other. Now that you say it, I think I completely agree. Like, I didn't have the thing where we all necessarily had the same interests, but we would have at least some similar interests and we would be super open to listening to each other's interests. Like, so we were very... Um, accepting. Accepting and supportive and and the conversations that would come out of the fact that we all had different interests actually made it so much fun. What I think is the key here is my best friends and the people that I'm still the closest to from university are the people who pushed me. Yes. And then you graduated college. And life is over. And life <laughs> life begins and you you have either a guy in your life or a girl in your life or you don't and you're starting this massive career hunt you kind of feel a little bit like you're on your own and trying to figure out who are your friends now well i think what's the hardest in that sort of stage of life is that now there's distance involved the and you have distance to- the planning like you go from not ever having to plan a moment of your life to calling people and arranging times to hang out. Spontaneity kind of is fleeting in in this world. So what I'm really trying to get at is I think a good friend is somebody who listens. When you're an adult and you have a problem, they actually genuinely listen. I'd say that is true for from puberty and on. Puberty and on. They are... They'll get... On a plane, they'll get on a train, they'll travel to you if you think you feel you need them. And that one is tested in adulthood. Many friends, I feel, have fallen by the wayside because of distance. And those are the people you know, I don't think we're going to be friends forever. And it's okay. Like, sometimes the it doesn't make them less lovely and it doesn't make your friendship less lovely. It's just perhaps a little bit more temporary. So I think when you hit adulthood, there's a couple of things you can quickly do. You can try and be a better listener. You can ask your friends what you can do to help them when you feel they need it. And clearly, the most important part of all of it, make time to drink together. Yeah. <laughs> and and also, don't be afraid to get accidentally or surprisingly drunk when you're hanging no, out. Well, no, of course. Get drunk as often as you can when you hang out. <laughs> And I think those are the best tips to being a good friend. I agree. And if they have kids, babysit for them. I'm calling you when we have kids. (laughs) Okay, it has been a long... We've gotten really carried away. Hopefully we're not going to give a 50-minute episode to everybody. Hopefully I'll edit it down. (laughs) But, like, it's been intense in our fort today, people. It has been very intense. It's really hot. I feel like the air is closing in on us. (laughs) So I think it's time to wrap up. I think so. So remember... You can check us out at friendselephants.com or on Facebook. Email us at friendswithelephants at mail.com or catch us on Twitter. I'm at It's Ivana. And I'm at Jester J. Remember to rate us and comment on iTunes and SoundCloud and wherever you find us on your podcast. Or even hate us. Tell us that we're awful. We're cool with that. We can't improve without your feedback. All right. Let's get out of this fort. Oh my God, we got to get out of this fort. Freedom! Freedom!